or not, since we're a trio tonight, well, all the shit will stay yeah, in yeah, tonight. Yeah. tonight. Be careful tonight, folks. Not a lot of room for shit hitting the floor tonight. Uh, hey. Had a girl and she did me wrong. I didn't let that kind of shit go on too long. Spread the clouds and divided the sea. Show that evil girl how nasty the tiki guys could be. She didn't call no more nor bother me. My little tiki guy made sure I'd live in peace. One day I read they found a body in the river. Tiki God, wow, you make a shake, you make a shiver. All right, I got a tiki God. Say. Welcome to Atlas Bach, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your very strange and embarrassing podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. This is episode 48 entitled Two Time Award Winner. Welcome, Bacher Nation. Welcome, Bacher Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for uh, editing. Right? So seven seconds in. No, like seven milliseconds in. I messed it up. It's beautiful. It was a great, great start, though. The welcome. <laughs> that was one of the better welcomes that you've done. I got gummed up literally on the opening couple of words. This is great. This is going to be a fun night tonight, fellas. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, J-Lo, how are you doing, you handsome devil? I am well, my friend. Great to hear. Detective, how are you tonight? I, I am I am doing well, thank you. Greg is not here tonight. Greg had probably one of the weakest excuses I have ever fucking heard about general not soreness. Up. This was pretty much general <laughs> soreness. I think th- I know I know. Reaching for his sausage, he won the inaugural Posey Award. But when we get into why he's not here tonight, I think Uh-oh. he'll be our first two-time winner. Uh-oh. You know, unless there's somebody else or something else going on, I think that Greg is clearly demonstrating that he does not have the grit and the determination of some other hosts of this podcast. If we got into a, uh, a, a podcast gang brawl, Greg would not be the guy you want right next to you. Is that what you're saying? I, that's exactly what I'm saying. He would stand outside the brawl with his equipment on, <laughs> looking like a mannequin. He's the guy you grab his shirt and pretend you're fighting so that you don't have to get involved, but you don't look like a pussy. Right, because you know he's not going to do anything back to you, right? Correct. I totally get that, Joe. So he gets exposed last week. I thought it was great detective work and what Swag did. He laid the case out, and Greg kept trying to bully him off the microphone. Swag would have none of it. And then he disappears. He disappears. We did see some balcony pictures again um, with his Fila hat on. But I just think this is kind of weak. Honestly, even uh, last week was very anticlimactic. And, you know, he, he just, I, I like to win. I like to win. Hey, guys, <laughs> look over here and started talking about something else again. And now he's gone. So, I, you know, hey, actions speak louder. I'm just saying. Do you think that's why he's not here this week? The real reason just doesn't want to face it? I think so. Absolutely. Swag called it. 
he said, what was the greatest thing the devil ever did? To me, it was pretty clear he was calling Greg the devil. So then (laughs) I take a look at the stats for the podcast and I look a short period back. And what I realize is that there have been 666 downloads exactly during this time frame. (laughs) And... The number one download is the Ghost King reanimate the zombie team. Come on. Oh, if, if you well, just put the pieces together, this is not, a, it's not yeah, it's not a lost episode. This isn't this isn't Twin Peaks 2. It's not too hard to see. It's right there. It's right there. And suddenly he's gone. Somebody call Mulder and Scully. I get to play the smoking man. Just gonna tell you that. <laughs> I'm the one with all the cigars though. <laughs> Very true. All right. So enough about Greg's pussy ass. We'll get back to him and and make sure that if we have only one nominee this week, it will be. So to the games. And let's see. Mr. Blonde's Heroes wins again. Uh, He... He's on a two. Is this a two-week win streak? I have a, a second theory because yes, he he won last week at the last minute. Ironically, as I was putting together the finishing touches of my case, his team decided to come back and have the greatest Sunday that his team has ever had. Won that one, and then come around won this one as well. So I think he has somebody working on the inside. He found out that I was putting this case together, <laughs> and uh, got the squad together, and and told them they needed to win a couple to try to save face. So I would ask him if he was here, but he's not. <laughs> of course he's not. Of course so he's we'll not. just go with that. It is it is ironic that he's uh, messed up your accusations by winning twice. Right. It's very convenient. <laughs> So this whole season when he's been complaining about everybody else's Machiavellian moves, he's the real Machiavelli. Yeah, that's the, hey, that's what I took from last week's episode. Through Greg's Pittsburgh Pirate GM-like motivation of his team, <laughs> finishes Mikey off. So this is it, right, Jack? Mikey's done. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, so Mikey's yeah. out. So we're starting to see him fall, just like the long walk Stephen King's book. We're now seeing them. <laughs> get uh, fall to the... One by one, great story. It is a phenomenal story. And terrifying as well. The Funk and Punks beat the Omission Commission. What is this? For a while there, we thought the Midball Wizard had something going on. No, the Punks take out the Omission Commission. And this means the Funk and Punks are still in play for a playoff spot. Is that right, Swag? It does. And, I mean, getting to almost a almost a respectable record in doing so they were when we started talking about this division the separation and they were three and ten uh they've now ran off four straight and are now seven and ten again we'll we'll get into the rest of the teams in the division but they're getting close (laughs) still a believer we got reared and metal got a couple players in play but no way to lose points so reared and metal notches another w takes out the dreamers this was a big game for the dreamers bigger for the dreamers than reared metal but reared metal was here in the hooves of the teams behind him but no more and this pretty much means that uh, when we get to the division standings looks like reared metal is is good and it looks like the dreamers will probably be playing for um the opportunity to play chris which i don't think given the last three weeks anybody wants to friggin' play chris in fact yeah uh, if, was it Greg that said on a text earlier, is St. Locash, the trash pandas, is this the lethal injection of last year? Yeah. This th- seems to be the same kind of movement, same kind of surge late into the year, and uh, takes the top score of the of the week to beat the street people who had the second highest score. So a little bad luck there for Pops, but who cares? This team sucks anyway. <laughs> um, but St. Locash... I mean, this is this team is legitimate, I think, going into the playoffs if he can hold off Mikey. They're scoring a lot of points right now. They are. And I should say, if he can hold off LJ. Wake up, Tim. And 47 Ronin beats the Philadelphia Experiment, too. So let's look at the standings. Right now in the Bonds division, we have St. Locash, the Funk and Punks, and Blondie in that order. St. Locash at 8 and 9, the Funk and Punks at 7 and 10. This is exciting. Yeah, all of a sudden this division can't lose. <laughs> 
They went undefeated this week. Two out of three won last week. Chris and LJ, they we got two games left, and there's one game separating them. Chris is is pretty much locked in on the points. In a lot of the situations, the, t- the, the leading team is in the driver's seat with points most of the time. So, again, LJ is going to have to catch him and pass him. Mm. So he needs, you know, two wins and, and, and a, um, you know, Chris to drop. But, again, it's, you know, this late in the season at 3-10 and 10 and 4 weeks ago and, and to be playing for a playoff spot uh, a possibility is um you know it, it's something yeah chris's team had a had a chance to put this away a long time ago and they let everybody hang around so they've got you know, nobody to blame I, this week he had the high score right <clears throat> and then mike's dad had the second high score had chris lost this one he might have shot somebody because <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I can get it. I understand That'd be it. True. You know, his record wasn't that bad a few weeks ago. And these last few weeks, he's actually been scoring points, but losing. He's had the second or third best score each week and has been losing. And all right. of a sudden is, you know, LJ's right on his ass. So had that happened again this week to the worst team in the league, I would have uh, been feared for uh, for some folks, but thankfully he, he pulled it off. So At the very least, we would have gotten another name change, I bet. <laughs> at the very least. When you take a look at Chris's schedule, so the Trash Pandas play the Dreamers this week. And then and LJ, the, right? And then, yeah, in the Funk and Punk. Yeah, I was going to build up to this dramatically, but yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, and then he finishes the year against uh, LJ, right? The Funkin' Punks. The Funkin' Punks conversely have Mr. Blonde's hero. Oh, much less formidable opponent. Yeah, right. So if he beats Greg and then he wins both, he'd finish at, uh, what, 9 and 10. Chris would lose at least one at that point. So as long so. Chris definitely would have to beat the Dreamers if LJ wins out. Right. Interesting. Is that a bottle of drain cleaner that you're drinking out of? Is it that bad this early? All right. <laughs> it's brewed. It's kombucha. It's fermented tea. I've never heard of it. It's good for the Constitution. I have one a day. Very good. And it's it's a delicious blend. I'll be hitting the beer shortly, but I figured I'd just kind of like, you know, clean out first. There you go. Yeah. So, again, the Bonds Division, this could be uh, super interesting. And then given Blondie's kind of win streak as well, all kinds of craziness going on in the Bonds division. So next week will be pretty fun. Maybe Greg will think it's safe enough for him to come back and he can talk about what happened there. In the McGuire division, um, my team, the Ronin, 47 Ronin, actually finally moves into first place. This is the first time this season that I've moved into first place since week one. And uh, at 13 and a four, step ahead of the dreamers and then bad street is uh cleaning up the bottom at three and 14 uh i don't know i I, three four weeks ago i would have said playing whoever comes out of the bonds division would be a bonus i don't know that i have that confidence anymore in fact last three weeks chris i believe had a higher score than i did so what's going on over there because i i don't know i mean it's do i play joe uh do i play you know chris slash LJ, it, either one doesn't doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, Chris, Chris has had um, again. He he tends to have these guys step in and and perform a, a little earlier and better than you expect. And and it happened again with Bowers. So um, this Jake Bowers has been getting him fives and sixes. Uh, Mankata's back to hit his hitting ways. He was um, you know started out real well and had a little lull there, and. Um, and Gregory Polanco has been giving him points as well. He's got the Dodgers, which, again, we know is just consistent. Um, so, you know, yeah, a couple of those weak spots have now become strong. And, uh, you know, Grandal has, has been – that guy seems to enjoy having Manny around. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, um, <clears throat> you know, again, I, the, the LJ one's a little more of a shock. Um, and, and quite honestly, a little harder to see. Um He's just got a, a few guys, you know, he's got, for whatever reason, LJ just happens to have a few guys that I just disrespect, whether they did deserve respect or not. <laughs> Kyle Seeger, Scooter, Jeanette, they perform, I guess. Um, and he's doing it. He's scoring the points. So I, I don't know. Nothing's happened with the top three teams to make me think that, that either one of these should win in a three game series, but 
they're definitely looking more and more like they could. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely taken notice of Chris's point production and the boost it's taken the last couple of weeks. Having gone head-to-head with him last week and needing the top score to uh, open my eyes a little bit. I'm certainly not going to say what I did last year about wanting to play Mikey in the first round and being happy <laughs> about that. However, it shakes out for me this year. I, I I agree. We I mean, we just are so wrong on so many things. I get it. It's surprising we even talk about anything now when you think about it. This isn't just a podcast of 62 minutes of dead air where we just don't say anything or we maybe say hello and goodbye and that's about it. Well, because unlike Greg, we're we're committed and we we're willing to tackle the the tough issues. Well, I'm committed to going ahead and refreshing my drink. I need to get a little more kombucha. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, fellas, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, Bacher Nation, and taking a look at the transactions page here on the website, and we noticed that although the Philadelphia Experiment 2 have had a laugher of a season, it hasn't stopped a swag from kind of remaking his team, and what a busy week. Uh, we talk about a commitment to winning. I mean, certainly it's a commitment to winning next year, but he did put some dollars into the bank account of the league by making a bunch of trades, and swag, I was just I was kind of surprised to see him boom, boom, boom. So I had Smoke and Cron, and those guys have been, you know, more than serviceable in, in what I was doing this year, you know, but not the guys I want to build around for the future. I've never really done this before with the whole prospects thing, and I am getting a little antsy. Um, so I did. <laughs> boy. I did decide that I, I wanted to turn my two and three year plan into a one or, or two year plan. So, <laughs> so my, my, my no, first effort, well, yeah, I'm not good at it. Uh, it was to sure up first base. So I honestly, what I did was started throwing out what I call uh, spaghetti offers. Just, you know, see what it would throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. So I made uh, an offer for uh, Votto. Uh, never got a response. Not, not surprised. <clears throat> and then I made an That's offer LJ's for That's LJ's style, isn't it? It is. It is. So this, the second offer I made was for um, Jose Abreu. And, I, you know, I was looking for solid guys. I figured I couldn't get top tier, obviously. But that next tier guy, obviously, I wasn't going to get a stud player from anyone going into the playoffs right now because they won't use them during the playoffs. So Abreu was one of the candidates. Vado and, and Abreu worked. Um, those are the two I threw out. <clears throat> Mike's dad came back and said he didn't like the offer and then made me a, a counter offer. You know, this has happened more than once with this guy. But I was way more excited about the counter offer that he made than I was the initial offer that I had <laughs> put up there for Abreu's. Matter of fact, yeah, that one came through at 3.15 a.m. I had woken up, couldn't get back to sleep, rolled over. I was like, what the fuck? Click yes, please. <laughs> Do you think it was a beer trade? I don't know. I don't know. But picked up uh, Jose Abreu and... Um, and Brian Anderson, the young third base outfielder for uh, for the Marlins. I did give up the kid, Karoloff, who who I like a lot. I had just picked him up recently, though, but I do like him a lot. And The short amount of time I had him, I think he went from 99th to 9th on most of the prospect list. But, um, so him, uh, Maitan, who, again, a huge name, a lot of talk, a little weight, uh, and Justin Smokes. I have to move outfielders. I have like nine prospect outfielders. <laughs> 
uh, not to be cocky by any means, but the pers- the probability of percentage of me hitting on my top couple, top few is pretty high. Uh, again, the chance of guys getting in even two, three years from now uh, right. above and beyond Eloy Jimenez and Victor Robles. And again, it's just going to be tough. So, so it was a good move for me. I, I got immediately excited about the idea of, of Jose Abreu being my first baseman next year. Again, he's not quite Goldschmidt or, or uh, Matt Carpenter. <laughs> Often Matt <laughs> fucking Carpenter. <laughs> I actually heard about a real life Major League Baseball trade offer and it involved Real Muto. So obviously I was very interested And it was between the Washington Nationals and the Florida Marlins. And the Marlins are asking for Robles and Carter Kaiboom for Real Muto. And actually, Harper, after they lost last night to JT Real Muto's uh, walk-off single, said uh, something to the effect of, that wouldn't have happened if he was on our team. (laughs) So basically kind of telling the, you know, Mike Rizzo, you need to make this trade. I, I mean, I understand in real life a... A, an offensive catcher who can also have who has good defensive skill sets Tough to come by. but i don't know that i would trade robles and kaiboom for that i thought that was pretty steep yeah so- soto's probably made it a little easier to to consider moving robles at this point well and i think they miss wilson ramos too so uh, you know <laughs> the next thing i looked at my lineup and i'm like all right i gotta get rid of this fucking guy i've i've <laughs> I've let him fucking flounder around. This was a kind of a um, a two-parter as well. When the Dreamers lost Sanchez, and as opposed to going after them for the trade, because I, it just seems like they're very difficult to work with. And, right. and after interviewing them, I kind of heard some of their, their style. But I did also know that one of them's a, a San Francisco fan. So what I did was, for the first time in fucking three years, I used the trade block and put Posey up there along with a few other guys and with the anticipation specifically to be contacted by the Dreamers. And sure as shit, I was within uh, uh, a couple days. <clears throat> I didn't like the first offer, went back and forth. I, I wasn't 100% about this one, but Posey's getting old. He's he's going to end up at first. He's not that fuck. He's not the best catcher anymore. And now he's a complete bitch on top of that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I let him go for uh, for the hopes of uh, a returning Yasiel Puig, who becomes one of my better outfielders immediately, <laughs> and Isan Diaz, the the young second baseman. I like him. Marlins. Yeah, I had a plan in place already in giving up Posey. In fact, I think at that point I had made an offer already to Joe to cover catcher, and then I went out and picked up the kid Mitch Garver from Minnesota. And then, uh, and then Joe contacted me and said, Hey, I saw that you made me a trade offer, but you had also picked up a catcher. Do you still want to do that? I'd like, you know, if you wanted to, I'll do it. And I said, no, no, of course, absolutely. Cause I still need a backup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last part of my, that's a good in- commissioner right there. <laughs> that 24 hour period is I moved my other, uh, first baseman CJ Cron and uh, Adubel Herrera to Joe. Um, again, seeing that he has the you know the possibility of either of those guys sliding into a spot he may need in the playoffs. Picked up Yadier Molina, who was Joe's third catcher, right? And Ian Happ, a guy that I've coveted for for some time, not necessarily for now, but I do like uh, down the road still. I think my team's better immediately. I think my team's more promising for for next year, and I don't think I really fucked myself in the the future um, in doing so. The the only thing I did do is is you know spend a little bit of money. Well, I certainly appreciate that, but it's you know it was interesting. The the um, Abreu move was definitely that looked odd when I saw that. I mean, it, I mean, he brings the average age of your team up immediately. I think he's going to be what thirty two um, start of the season next year. Does anybody really know how old he is? He could be older. <laughs> yeah, good right? He could be older. Um, is that uh, Albert Pujols' years? But he's yeah, super young. solid. I mean, he is super solid. And uh, I had tried to get him a few different times from Pops, and Pops would have none of that. So I was um, pretty impressed with your ability to pry him free. I could only assume that, that again, that Kirilov moving up the rankings as quickly as he did had, had so because he was not in the initial offer that I made. I think that series of trades you made shows why 
you've been successful in the league. Those are all good moves. You know, Yadier and and Abreu, definitely a little older, but solid in in both positions, you know, and it should work out for them. I mean, the Dreamer, I mean, you know, sorry, Tim, I I made the Dreamers a little better for their run. I, I, you know, gave Joe a little more security for his run. Um, Well, now you say it that way, you motherfucker. Like, I didn't even think of that. I'm all complimentary. I'm like, wait a minute, just be, I didn't even get an, I didn't even get a call. I didn't even... There was nobody you wanted on my team. What the fuck, Jack? Oh, we, we had um, we had already. I gave you Jose Martinez, who I just <laughs> dropped outright. He has had <laughs> motherfucker. He <laughs> he's had one extra base hit. Oh, so uh, you know what that means, Joe? You got the right cardinal from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it. I got hosed on that one, fella. I dropped him outright. I just, it's waiting to be executed by the commissioner whenever the fuck he gets to it. But <laughs> yeah, I dropped him outright. Was just fleeced. Just absolutely fleeced. So, Tim, are you actively still trying to make trades with people? Yeah. yeah. In the time that's left? I am. I'm still trying to figure out the depth issue. I. It's funny, um, you and Dusty, everybody talked about winning with your starting lineup. I have a totally different philosophy. My my philosophy is is that you win with the best team that you have at the time. And honestly, there, there's going to be injuries. So for me, yeah, it's it's about getting the best backups. And the reality is is that I spent some picks on Matt Kemp uh, last week. So just trying to fill in where I can. I do have some weakness in middle infield. I only have three middle infielders essentially that that can start for me at this point. And um, I'm looking for, I should have a fourth, and I've got to find a fourth out there. But I haven't been successful yet at this point um, in getting it. Um, I think my outfield's as good as it's going to get unless I have some cherry deal open up. And um, I am pretty happy about my minor leagues. I do have some value in my minor leagues to move. Jack, I did notice that guy, uh, what's what's his name, Kierkebauer? What is it? Kierkebubu? What is it? Huh? Kierkelaka. Who'd you trade to, Pops? Kirilov. Kirilov, right, exactly. Kirilov. Sounds like Inspector Kirilov. Kirilov, the Russian spy that you traded to Pops, he actually, who was it? It was in uh, ESPN. It was, who's there? Keith Law. Keith Law is pretty high on him. Do you think if you would have included him in that first offer that Pops would have taken that trade? He seems to Uh, always counter it no matter what. Yeah, you might be right. I didn't expect him to do the one I offered. I just thought it was better than the one he did. So I, I, you know, I didn't offer him value in my opinion. Um, So yeah, I kind of expect that already. They're they're very rarely do I make Mike Stead an offer and and it happens for, for probably both reasons. I've never made him a fair offer and he always uh, uh, responds anyway, always likes to, yeah, he'll he'll just change it around just a little bit. But, and generally, like I said, a lot of the time me and him are not, eye to eye so when he does change it and send it back again in this case i'm actually more excited than i was when i sent the initial offer so yeah i just kind of quit trading with him because the the trades i would i would get from him were were like three guys that the points added up to what what the guy he wanted for me was and it's like in what way do you think that makes sense for me yeah. to take yeah. that trade i it just <laughs> i get to i couldn't do it anymore <laughs> Yeah, I've been um, the other one. I, I've been talking to to Mikey, you know, for a few days now about a uh, um, a couple of guys. We've been going back and forth, and and it it almost makes sense for me to do it, but not quite. It's uh, it's it's a tough one. Um, so it hasn't happened. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, what is it? We have to talk it. What is it? It's. <laughs> I mean, it will it be um, concluded by Thursday? Because it'll be concluded by Thursday. Well, it's okay if you talk about it. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it has to, right? Uh, uh, August second. Yeah. So, all right. Thursday. So, what's up, dude? What's what's going on? I, Give us the dirt. In my run, the one thing I went after and didn't end up getting was Lorenzo Cain. So that was the la- the other guy. And again, I was trying to look for you want talent, Lorenzo Cain. Um, for what I thought I could get it. You know, oh. I was looking for guys that I thought improved my team that weren't on starting rosters 
on playoff teams. And right. again, Jose Abreu was one. Right. Yadier Molina was one. And Lorenzo Cain came up. So Yet two of the three trades you did were, were playoff teams. Yeah, but Yadier Molina was a third player for him. so okay. He, he was in my minor league system. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I'm just feeling a little left out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, apparently, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jack is out there being Santa Claus to a bunch of other teams. And, <laughs> you know, well, again, by by my definition of what I was trying to do, I had already said that that your bench, I didn't like your bench the week before. So uh, you weren't going to trade any of your well, starters. Just putting salt into the wound, right? I'm you just know. saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, and he's and he's actively trying to hurt me because he still has to play me and his team's gotten better. So that's a gift. No, to you. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, what I'm trying to do is hurt Tim by winning. And if I happen to beat you, <laughs> while I'm doing that. I knew it. So, now yeah, the I'm truth pretty, comes uh, out. The truth comes out. Now, hey, seriously, though, I, I was talking shit about how you weren't going to get any better than the fourth pick. Now I'm almost locked out of the fourth in the third, and God damn it, if Greg can't pass me before the end of the season, I could you could end up with the second fucking pick if I don't turn things around here these next two weeks. I tell you what, man, and you fucking I talk about watching someone's roster. I'm gonna be watching fucking <laughs> the Ghost Kings roster like nobody's business, like an FBI agent on the case. Like I am gonna like, hey man, they said this guy might possibly not play tonight. What's up? <laughs> Yeah. So the you know the guy Mike wants is Sano, and that's where dude trade him. I would so too. You wait. You would trade Sano for for Kane? No, I haven't. But no, that's what that's, you want to do. That's what we're talking about. I don't want to do it. I I think there's more value in the probability of Sano, assuming that you know I, his fat ass is back in shape now and he's um he's got his shit together, his head case together. Jonathan single, and it makes more sense for my team to keep Sano, e- even if. Yeah. Even if I thought Kane and, you know, there's the time and years again. Sano scares me a little bit for how good he is or could be. Usually don't get somebody that powerful and that talented that whacked out. So I heard the I heard I heard the GM interviewed. um, And that's when I started to reach out to you about Buxton and or Sano. Um, And I I heard him talking about because they asked him, like, what, what was the deal? And. The GM was was right up front about um, about Sano getting his head right, and and oh, so that, what we thought was like knocking him all the way down to yeah. single A. I and, heard it was his weight as well. Yeah, his head that was his part weight. of it. Right, it, it yeah. was not baseball related in in any like the reason they sent him to to single A as opposed to triple A had nothing to do with baseball. Right, to humble him. Right, to just absolutely yeah. humble him, and and so. It was uh, at w- when he was starting to climb, and, and he's actually has he made it to the majors yet, or is he is he at uh, AAA? He did, yeah. He yeah. actually started yeah. um, yesterday and went zero for four with three strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that doesn't bother me as much, but that was a guy that I was looking at and saying, you know what, um, I, I think he's one of those guys that that this could be the moment. Um, he could turn out to be the panda, panda too, right? Um, right? Or he could be really right. good, and that's you right. know, and I felt like you were. Um, down on him. The problem was is that you knew his value was as low as it was, and you, we just right. couldn't, we couldn't get it together. Yep. Um, what's interesting is that I, Lorenzo Cain was in a deal for me with with Mikey before, and I just dismissed Cain like out of hand. Oh, really? I mean, I didn't even, and that's why I was really surprised well, that that's who you're going after because maybe that means I just I'm, I'm not paying attention like I should. I mean, to a point, you're also a spoiled bitch, so um, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of um, going back to the Kemp thing. You know, even Mikey w- was like, "God damn, I, I would have fucking given a hand job for Kemp." Like he he, th- he he thought you stole him, and I was like, "Well, the funny thing is that Tim like I did had put reservations." The jerks on the uh, on the <laughs> podcast last week. <laughs> you did. That's true. Funny that you would say um, that. Yeah, I said Tim had some reservations about even doing that part of you know that deal. So I said that just kind of shows you where different people's you know heads are. Um, Lorenzo Cain immediately becomes my best outfielder. Um, you know, the the second he mm. joins my team, mm. which you know is not a good thing. Where your team, he he wouldn't even break your fucking starting lineup. So the other reasons I was considering doing it is I now have this. Brian Anderson kid from Miami, who again, he's not the answer for me long-term by any means, but he's 
25 and he's solid. He's, he's, um, he's not going to win. He's not going to lose uh, games for you, per se. Franco is actually starting to hit again, although I don't have the long-term confidence in him either. Um, and then I do have Nick Senzel. So oh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Long-term where Sano, you know, I, I could get rid of a Sano and still ride a, a Franco and Anderson for a year or so into, um, you know, into Senzel and, and maybe not miss Sano, even if he does do well. So, so do you have, do you have room for, um, another prospect? Like, would you be really willing to, to, to trade Sano if I said like, um, you know, a Khalil Lee or a Kristen Pash or Drew Waters or, you know, one of these type of players that, or even a Justin Bauer, like, Frankly, he's sitting in my minors. I can't fucking use him. I, I mean, I still, I'd love to take a flyer on Sano. Actually, I probably shouldn't because you looped into the trade on this, and I feel like now I, I'm not trying to out outmaneuver Mikey, so I should probably just step back. But <laughs> yeah, Mikey wants to make the trade. Mikey can make the trade. He could come on here and be interviewed. He could do a lot of things. Dude, yeah, love, yeah, no, absolutely. I love your and free will. Don't tread on me, ass, Joe. I love it. <laughs> All right. And, and Mikey, Mikey gave me the ultimatum too, and and you know oh. said he was going to go shop um, Kane if you know if I wasn't ready to do it. He just wanted to let me know that Kane was being shopped as well. And yeah. blah blah blah. My, mine's not an ultimatum. Mine's a very friendly. We're friends. We're buddies, right? <laughs> that's that's all. That's all it is. Even if I can make sense of of giving him up on the third base end, um, it didn't make as much sense getting Kane again. He becomes my best outfielder immediately. Um, but if I have the confidence in in Jimenez um, to to be a, a fantasy starter for me next year, you know, then I I just need one of these fucking assholes to to. <laughs> get back to <laughs> to what they could do and Ozuna and Schwarber. God forbid I fucking say Buxton as if he's a real player. You know, but but one of those guys performs. Jimenez comes back and, and all of a sudden I have a at least a solid outfield. So Dude, what what so what if I traded you Nimmo, who is there's about four points difference between Kane and Nimmo. Obviously, there's there's a difference in age. Um, the skill sets are a little different. What you want is Archimedes Gamboa. Ooh, that is a great name. Is he on the market right now? Are you are you shopping him? <laughs> no. If somebody wants him, I, I'm uh, certainly willing to listen. But I'm not shopping anybody at the moment. You guys know how I feel about prospects, so I do. You, <laughs> you they're just total the same bitches. way Greg just, feels about uh, crack whores. <laughs> I knew that, that was it's that's <laughs> that was good essentially a waste of time and money <laughs> <laughs> unless they can get them closer to ikea they're not worth shit so yeah, no you know. <laughs> <laughs> so how long is uh l2 out for you uh he's got some some i don't know this is a this is one that's kind of it's a knee right yeah they say he tweaked his knee you know, so I have I have the benefit of I have Trey Turner, and I have Bregman. So Bregman still has middle infield eligibility, so I'm able to put Bregman into the middle infield slot. And then I just um, brought up uh, Encarnacion from the bench and put him in. Right. So uh, and I have Addison Russell as a backup if something happens to Bregman or to Turner. I could move one of my three outfielders, a Kemp, a Gonzalez, or a Nemo, and still feel like I'm okay. You know, essentially, I have six outfielders right now. Then I'd be running with five, which I feel pretty good with that. Well, you've you've got minor league players on your bench as well, right? No, no, you don't anymore. Okay, uh, I don't think so. I, was, I shouldn't. Uh, I've got I'm major just... league players in his minors. Okay, uh, maybe it was somebody else I was looking at. Yeah, because I have uh, I have Bauer and I have Hedges. Well, maybe there's an opportunity there with uh, Jack to expand the snow talks into something else too to get a a backup middle infielder. Not that I'm trying to make trades with your teams. But. I well, that, that that makes me really wonder. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like, because I'm competing against you, Joe. In fact, we're probably going to play in the first round. So, are you just oh, wait, so? No, you, wait a minute. So the the top seed plays 
the wild yeah. card. The wild card. Yeah. So at this point, you guys would not play Tim. Right. Tim. Tim would play. Uh, Tim would play. No. Uh, no, the, the because the Mondays would be the wild, wild card. Oh, 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 oh! You're the first seed right now. I am, and I would have. It's it's basically My shaping points. up the way it was last year because I'm going to be the second division winner. Correct. Because there's there's very little chance I'm going to lose that division at this point. Um, because I'm like eighty eighty points ahead of uh, Scotty. You're only twenty four. Yeah, right. You're only twenty four points behind me. And twenty four in two weeks. In so two weeks. Yeah, and, yeah uh, but you got you got point three on me this week, so it's going back up. You still have players playing, that's why. Yeah, well one of them's a catcher, so it's it's Sunday. He's probably not playing. Uh, <laughs> someone got you points. It's a how catchers don't matter. Oh, and you have Matt Carpenter. Yeah, he's having a shitty week this week. He's only got like two points. In any case. The playoff scenario right now is me playing St. Locash and Some you playing shitty team out of the middle division. Yeah. <laughs> when it, geez, it sounds like I've read that book before. When was it? I'm just not going to say anything and piss him off. Well, if I remember, it was networks. it was the angry brother who forced you to say who you wanted to play, and then when you told him, he made a big deal about you telling him. How much hey, you, you know disrespected what? the other team. I just need to learn to keep my mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> well, I think we need to shut our mouths right now. Step away from the microphones and uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, I got the right away. And that's all you've got to say. I've been thinking about, thinking about something. I thought I'd never be thinking Too many drugs dropped into my mouth Looking for something new But I end up drinking Ignore the warnings on the shore I'll take my chance Swim into danger I want to taste life more and more But you need a little risk For the perfect mixture This is just Asian Under no control Welcome back, bots. And again, you have the power trio tonight. And, you know, quite frankly, I think this is one of our best podcasts ever. I, I don't know yeah. if you guys agree. Yeah, I think so. I, it's like it's going well. It is. It's like, uh, you know, when the angry brother isn't on, we can actually get shit done. We can talk about a number of different things. We can have some laughs. Hey, we maybe even completed a trade or at least talked about completing a trade. I mean, and, and no one's, you know, upset or cranky or trying to talk over other people when they were showing the evidence. <laughs> Last week that uh, uh, Jack said something at first, on when I, we, we were recording, I thought he said one thing, but then on listening to the final product, he said, Let's not cloud the issue with facts. Let's not cloud the issue with facts. Thank you. Um, Typical so, journalism. <laughs> I guess we are part of the media when I really kind of think about it. We are a teeny tiny little grain of sand sliver yes. <laughs> uh, on the beach of media entertainment out there. But we exist. We do exist. We, we do. know this because we are bots here. have downloaded us. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just take a moment, please, for <clears throat> our hero here at the podcast. You know we love him. We've named shit after him for Christ's sake. <clears throat> Buster Posey's last day with me, fantasy-wise, as he moves on to the Dreamers tomorrow. Four for five with a double, three RBIs, and two runs scored. Doesn't matter because the rest of my team sucks, but that's the way to close it out, Posey. Enjoy your trip, you fucking punk. Oh, my gosh. If he goes to the Dreamers and lights it up, I'm going to come to Jacksonville and strangle you personally. Seriously. Like, come on, man. You know, I don't know. Did you guys come with any posies this week? Because 
my Posey nomination was wrapped up as soon as Greg told us that he couldn't make it because he was too worn out from entertaining his family. I don't know how you top that. That's just incredible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, all his pictures just show him having fun, right? Like I'm having too much fun. Yeah. Everybody's that smiling. That I can, I can't hang out with you guys because I'm having too much fun. That's, which is well, kind of he, a if he move. had said. I was having too much fun. I could at least respect that. It's like, okay, Love this is that. a better time. I'm going to hang with these people. But it was more us. Like, I'm stressed out. Joe, you left a party that you were entertaining. I don't think drinking. I left the party. No, right. I, I, I think that's so the point. Joe right? actually brought the party. <laughs> <to your podcast. laughs> that's a little different. He didn't leave anything. <laughs> All right. So there you go. So you brought the party to the podcast. And quite frankly, this season... That was at least on the top three. I mean, that that was a fantastic performance. And and was your suggestion when Greg did mention that the possibility of bailing today, that was your your initial suggestion was to bring the party to the podcast. Yeah. Obviously, Greg not only hates his family so much (laughs) that uh, that he couldn't do the podcast tonight, but he's also obviously embarrassed by them. And wouldn't want them to speak on his microphone, God forbid, and take up his fucking airtime. Or he hates us more than his family because he chose to spend the time with them. Pretty much every scenario has Greg a complete dick, right? I mean, look, this is the this is the guy who screams at Panera Bread employees because they don't have cream cheese for him. <laughs> Let's be realistic. I mean, this is not, he is not a sympathetic, friendly character, right? Um, you know, true. I, I called Joe Mr. Magoo. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, just, just imagine being, you know, you're just sitting there with your uh, everything bagel and, you know, you put some uh, butter on it because you thought, oh, well, you know, Panera Bread, some exec messed up and these poor folks had to deal with it. And Give me the fucking cream cheese. Exactly. Lady. There's this there's this mad Irishman there screaming about having to pay an extra 50 cents or something like, come on, like in reality. And, and he laughed all through that story, by the way, it's just probably smelling like whiskey, too, because it was in the morning. Right. So. <laughs> That's right. See, I picture I picture Jack Nicholas on in the movie Five Easy Pieces if he did a podcast telling that story the same way when he wanted the the sandwich with different toppings on it. What a great movie! In fact, I was uh, I got uh, I fell down to the Netflix trailer hole um, and was going through the different trailers and I came upon Taxi Driver and so I just I just wanted to see that was a good the one. the trailer. And I watched it, and I was just like, oh, man, I, I, I have to watch this movie again. <laughs> and my beautiful wife turns to me and says, I've, I've never seen it. And, I, you know, to me, I'm like, how can I live with someone for 22 years? Yeah. And, and A, how can I live with someone for 22 years who hasn't seen the movie Taxi Driver? And then I just two, don't understand how you can live with someone for 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping it fresh, uh, keeping it fresh, you know, and then, you know, Raging Bull and then, you know, moved on to Dog Day Afternoon uh, and then um, Bullet. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Oh, my gosh. That, that was actually on TV this, this past week. Did you watch? Did you, is I, That's one of the oh, movies. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's one of the movies where it, no matter what time that, of day or night. That and The French Connection. The French Connection. I just watched that whole thing about three months ago. Um, loved it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, the pacing of movies are so different now. Um, yeah. And and almost like the uh, almost like baseball. It seems like you know all this focus on you know speed it up, get to the point, you know pitch clock and all this stuff. And I realized that you know my kids could never sit down and watch the French Connection. They just couldn't. I'm not picking on them. I just think that that they that they would just get bored there's not enough stimulus go you know it, it, that tension building over time wow so then so then uh uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, which was oh my gosh and that movie was great uh ken casey read the book and then uh watched the movie and and it's one of the best adaptations of a book i think um ever and then the Do getaway you know that was the the very first movie that michael douglas worked on really 
Yep. As a producer, a producer or a director, not not director, but uh, he had something to do with the production of it. It was the very first thing he ever did. Before he acted? Yep. Wow, no, I had no idea. Yeah, because that was, what, 74, 75, maybe? And then, um, so then I fell into Jaws, which, <laughs> which is kind of funny, because Joe, in his younger days... Your wife used to call me Rich. Yeah, Joe's nickname used to be Rich for Richard Dreyfus. And and if you saw a picture of Joe from twenty years ago, Jack, and you may remember because you knew Joe like fifteen yeah. years ago. Yeah, I could see that. He looked yeah, like yeah, Richard yeah. Dreyfus. Uh, yeah. So now he looks like Walter White. But yeah, yeah but I got to I got to tell you when a, when a chick uh, identifies you with Richard Dreyfus, that isn't necessarily the most manly thing you can be uh, connected to. She didn't say emo. <laughs> he was such a wuss. She didn't say emo Phillips. I mean, she. Well, that's I mean, true, right? you know, it's Buster Posey. <laughs> <laughs> or pussy, as my wife thought that we were saying. Um, so I think uh, before I went down this little rabbit hole of movies, we all agree that Greg is the first two-time Posey Award nominee. I think so. And in my opinion, he will be the first two-time Posey Award winner for ghosting this podcast the way he did. Posey. Award nomination. Uh, he's got my vote. Actually, I guess he didn't really ghost this podcast by his standards. This was, he just. No, he, he actually. Yeah. He, yeah, he actually told us tell that, that yeah. he wasn't going to be here. So the, that that probably. By all, a matter of fact, I got to give him back a point now because at least he texted <laughs> us to let us know that he wasn't going to be around, which yeah. is not, it must have been very difficult for him. The last yeah, time you gave him a point, you found out that the whole reason he went to go see Freaky uh, was to go to Ikea. So what we're going to find out, I think, Touché. is Ikea was having a sale tonight <laughs> and he was going to go down there. So I, you can give him the point back, but I'm still giving him yeah. the vote. One one thing's for sure: Scott already knew that the score was going to be changed, and that he had the point. <laughs> <laughs> so Scotty uh, texts me. Uh, this was not on the group text, so you know Scotty's he's a part time host, and he's a part time. That, that joke would have been much funnier if I'd said the right name, Dusted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a good transition, just wrong information. Right, but we're going to go with it because we don't give that. We don't really give a shit about production value here. Um, and I let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> so uh, he, he sent me a separate text. So he, he's you know part-time host, part-time on our group text that we have um, for all of Barker nation. There's a pretty intense uh, group text string that runs all week long, which essentially is this epi- this podcast yeah, continuation Just, yeah yeah um i mean we should probably do an episode once on all the episodes that happened in between the episodes on <laughs> our texturing um and he said did i actually get nominated and or win the posey award and i was like well we you definitely didn't win because we didn't vote on it but he had listened all the way through the podcast till the after the you know the the, the bloopers after the credits or the, after the final oh, song yeah. And, oh, well, way to go. You just gave that away. <laughs> well, Spoiler if, alert. If 48 episodes in, if people haven't figured that out yet. Um, I bet you there's plenty. That's, I'm afraid to look at the statistics of how long people listen, because if, if they could count in increments of seconds, I'd be a little worried about how quickly someone <laughs> pops off. Um, you know, we do the cold open and then some weird song that nobody likes, and then boom, it's, it's done. Um, so I, but, you know, I said, you know, Scotty, I said, uh, that was Greg, just kind of throwing that out there. I don't know. Glad you listened to it, but no, you did not win. Although you always have the potential to win. Well, actually, midball is kind of a, a great way to go after the Posey Award, if you think about it. He, yeah, it, um, he's just, he's not budging. He's not budging. He's not going to move. Um, I don't think I would if I was him. I support him. It, it, back to what Jack was talking about earlier tonight. Um, it's really, really hard to stay disciplined like that. And I, I'm just not built that way. Um, I've had to rebuild a few times and I do thoroughly enjoy um, prospecting and figuring that out. But I, I just, it's hard for me when, if I know I have a chance to not 
go after that chance. And I started to think about just the mentality of different players. And um, I don't know, maybe that's why we're, we've been friends for so long, Jack, that we just kind of see things that way. Okay. I think from a business perspective, you know, we both kind of overreached even when we, we didn't think we could do it and we did it and we had success. And um, I don't know. I, I, I just, and then watching Joe last year, just almost really change his strategy and really get aggressive and go out there and, and win. And I, I don't know if there's something to that or not. I mean, Scotty definitely has a chance this year. I guess. The, I, I oh. mean, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Guy, I mean, yeah. he still does less, less and less every week. Yeah. I think he's two um, or three weeks past the time. I, you to know try where, and do something. you know, where, where he lost me was, <clears throat> um, the Ramuto deal. What I, like, I just didn't understand that. Um, and I can't even remember who he got back, who you gave him. And, and, and it's not that the trade itself couldn't be justified. Although I thought you got the better end of the deal. I, I just, with the timing and where he was at the moment and what he's done since then to, to, I just, it just didn't make sense to me. And, and I think it, it has hurt him. Yeah. He got Akil Badu and Brandon Marsh. So these are two highly rated um, top 100 prospects, and then Yan Gomes for Cleveland. And this is where I was, you know, I had my man crush on Mejia, and then I was able to pick up Mejia. And so Yan Gomes became somebody that I thought could be expendable. So at that point, which was on June 28th, almost exactly a month ago, shit. yeah, just a little over a month ago, uh, that's what happened. So, um, that that was the trade, and so even at that point a month ago, he was looking to bolster his minor league system. Okay, which yeah. fits into what he said he was going to do at the beginning of the season, in which Greg dubbed mid-ball. Mm. You know, he's not necessarily going for it, and he That's stuck not, to that. I'm yeah, okay I, with I, that. I, I am not. He was absolutely in a, a position of playoffs. He, he, I mean, at that point, to Stan Pat even, you know, has been questioned and, and rightfully so by Greg and, and others. Um, but to, to but real Muto just seems like it was just a, a weird guy to trade at that point. Um, when, when he was right there, I mean, you, you've got three teams that have very similar records that are at the top of all this. Sure. Right now. Again, and I and I went on record saying that I I wouldn't necessarily be a buyer if I was Scotty. I wouldn't necessarily go all in, um, but I definitely wouldn't have been a, a seller. And and if I was a seller, it wouldn't have been for the one position that I mean, he got a, a point six this week out of that spot. Like, well, maybe maybe the prospects were the key to it for him. We, you know, we won't know unless we ask him. But you know, it, it, I assume so since that's all he got back. If 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 there are three teams that, that you feel are better than you, that are clearly better than you at that point, like Mike, you really, yeah, well, I'm not saying it can't happen. I understand your point of view too, but I mean, that's what we're playing for. Right. Yeah, Isn't that yeah. like, it is, right? I mean, I, it like, is, but for but me to not make a playoff move at this point, pretty understandable. Um, okay, but, I mean, but, if you look at what I did last year, I, I clearly thought I had the best team after the trade I made with Tim. Uh, and I made that for that reason, because I thought I could leapfrog you. It turned out neither one of us were the best team last year. Well, uh, during that six-week period, correct. Well, <clears throat> at the end of the day, the we, we play for flags. Flags fly, fly forever, as Tim always right. says. Mm-hmm. True. So I made what I thought was an intelligent decision to do it, and it fucking didn't work out for me. I'm not necessarily thinking the same way this year. I, I think that I can compete, but I'm not going to do anything crazy like I did last year. Yeah. And that, again, uh, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that was his, his mindset at that point. I just, I couldn't do that. I couldn't shit. I'm trying to figure out how to compete next year with this shithole team that I have. So well, I don't yeah. think it's a I don't think it's a coincidence that you and Tim are both very aggressive players and traders, yeah. and you're astute judges of talent. Um, and there's there's a reason you guys win an awful lot in this league. 
at least Scotty's committed to mid ball as opposed to Greg not being committed at all. So for any committed balker who has listened to all 48 episodes, I I challenge you to put out there (laughs) how many strategies Greg has employed over the last two years (laughs) and see if you can count them on all of your fingers because this guy including the one I exposed last week (laughs) finger or theory because if you expose the finger last last uh, episode (laughs) it was definitely the middle finger like I'm on to you um yeah hey boys this was great and uh look at this we can do a show without Greg and it's just as entertaining if not maybe a little bit more so thank you for your commitment and uh, that's right. Yeah, it's we'll, good thing we we all don't like our families. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night, boys. Later, folks. Good night. Oh, there's no going back to. I so numb can't even react Didn't say it's not okay But we are feeling the same way I ain't telling you a secret I ain't telling you goodbye
Yeah, so I'm not so crazy after all, am I? Uh, what do you mean? Not so crazy. I... So Greg is um, Greg's upset. <laughs> That's bullshit. I was planning. I was planning on coasting this week, man. I thought I had done a pretty good job filling some time the last couple of weeks. This is Joe's time to shine. Joe, take over. No, we're Joe. we're fucked. <laughs> and we got a couple of people that listen for the strategy, but mostly people listen for us to rip on each other. I agree. That that's that's the seems to be the most universal fact that everybody likes. And, and what it, I enjoy the most. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of it. Uh, you know, Jack calls him out last week and suddenly he can't make it. because That is a little been, odd. It'd be better if he had lost. Son of a bitch. I can't nah. come out. <laughs> For all you bots out there, I know you're paying attention. It is true, Greg. You are the first two-time Posey Award winner. Congratulations, buddy. Posey. Ladies and gentlemen, our first ever two-time award winner, 